It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The day has finally come. It is draft day 2021. The NFL draft from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Cannot wait. I'm so happy we finally got here. And you are listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network with yours truly, Julian Council. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on Stitcher. You can check us out on Odyssey, Google Podcasts. Man, we're everywhere. We are everywhere. So if you want to listen to this podcast, you can find us wherever you need to find us. I promise you that. Seriously. Okay. So make sure to also follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. It's at Julian Council on Twitter. You can make sure to DM me anytime you got questions about the Panthers. You want to ask me anything personally, whatever. I'll do it. We have the Friday mailbag we typically do, but I am going to answer some last-minute mailbag questions today. So that's going to be coming up on the show. Also, my final plea to the Carolina Panthers that if Penesul, beautiful Penesul, if he's there at 8, the left tackle out of Oregon, a former Outland Trophy winner from the University of Oregon, if he is there, I beg the Carolina Panthers to take him and to finally fix the turnstile problem that they've had at left tackle since Jordan Gross retired. So my final play will come on the show. But first, we got to talk about the news of the day. Teddy Bridgewater is no longer a Carolina Panther. And I know, I I hear you playing celebration and all that in the background. I hear you out there having a good time, celebrating, dancing in the street. I saw it earlier when I was driving back home. Congratulations, Panther fans. Seriously, congratulations. I know a lot of you folks did not want Teddy Bridgewater to be back here in Carolina next season, and you got your wish. And honestly, you didn't even have to wish that. It became apparent, as we've talked about on this show, that back two weeks with the season left, and Marty Herney was finally booted out of the door by David Tepper for the second time as a Carolina Panthers general manager, and hopefully for good, when David Tepper stepped on that podium, or I guess that virtual podium since it was over Zoom, and said that if you don't have that starting quarterback, that guy who can get you to the Super Bowl, that franchise dude, that elite guy, you got to be in constant pursuit. And so right then and there you knew, all right, Teddy Bridgewater, days are numbered. They had the dalliance with Matthew Stafford. They looked at Mac Jones. And, you know, maybe McCorkle might still be there at eight. Hopefully not, because I don't want him. Well, who knows? Maybe McCorkle might be here. 
They uh, tried to get Deshaun Watson, but we know the legal stuff popped up. They even talked to Dwayne Haskins, who was an absolute bum in Washington. But hey, why not? Matt Rule recruited him, so let's bring him in and see what he has. They didn't want to sign him. They eventually traded for Sam Darnold, as we know, which spelled the end for Teddy Bridgewater. So Teddy Bridgewater goes to Denver, a mile high, to go team up with the former G- with the new GM there in Denver, who used to be with him in Minnesota when he was drafted in the first round, George Payton. There was all the reports that that would make the most sense. So Teddy Bridgewater, on, on out of here, mile high, and in mountain time, God's time zone, by the way. And now comes back to Carolina, a six-round pick, which means they recouped that pick that they traded away for Sam Donald in this year's draft. So when I look at the whole Teddy Bridgewater situation and just the logistics of the draft, Teddy Bridgewater was supposed to make $17 million this year. Ten of it was guaranteed, seven million of it was guaranteed as soon as the season started. He agreed to take a pay cut from 17 million to eleven point five million dollars, and the Panthers agreed to pay seven million of that eleven point five. The Panthers saved three million dollars off of Teddy's guarantees. And get a six-rounder, of course. Teddy keeps 1.5 of his non-guaranteed money. So instead of getting the $7 million guaranteed when the season started, he only gets 1.5 of that. And Carolina has to pay the majority of it. And I think this actually worked out for the Panthers. I was curious whether Teddy Bridgewater would be willing to get take a pay cut. But considering that Denver wanted to bring in competition for Drew Locke, and I honestly think Teddy's probably going to be the starting quarterback there now in Denver, in a relationship that he has with George Payton from Minnesota, that it actually makes sense to why he would take a pay cut. He still gets guaranteed. He still gets eleven and a half million dollars this year, which is more than he really should be making. If we're being honest, so he still gets the money, and he gets an opportunity to be a starter at least for this season. Where we all know that maybe even on Thursday night tonight that the uh, the Broncos could still take a quarterback there at nine, if not trade up. Like that's not this does not preclude them from doing that at all. So we're not really concerned about that. You can go talk to listen to our guy Cody Rourke, who does Locked On Broncos, does a great job there. He can break that all down for you as well. But the contract was always something that people were upset about with Teddy Bridgewater. It's three years, $63 million, $33 million guaranteed at signing. Kind of the standard rate for a starting quarterback in the NFL. But the way Teddy played last year, you're just trying to figure out why is this guy getting paid what he got paid. It was $15 million signing bonus, so that day he got $15 million. $8 million last year, so $23 million for the first year. Then $10 million for just being on the roster this offseason. And it would have kicked up to $17 million, so seven extra had he been on the roster to start the season. But as I've said, took the pay cut, so no longer going to be getting that $7 million. He's only going to get $1.5 which that's the Broncos' problem. It always was a two-year deal worth $33 million, like guaranteed. And if he played well enough, he would be the starter again this year. And he could have the chance to be the starter in year three. But it was never going to preclude the Panthers from looking at a quarterback this offseason or next offseason. Bridgewater had the chance to be the starting quarterback in a franchise in Carolina. But if we're being honest, did we ever think that was going to happen? But sure, I saw there's a potential way that Teddy did things the right way and the Panthers got a few breaks, which they didn't get last season, that maybe Teddy Bridgewater could play here and be the starter for like five seasons. Maybe. Like if that's best, that's not even best case scenario. That's just like a fantasy land. Like best case scenario, he was going to get three years. Obviously, this was the worst case scenario. He didn't get any of that. I mean, it's probably not even worst case scenario because he's not injured. He still has an opportunity to be a starter in Denver. But that's not our problem. The question I do have, though, is we knew who he was when the Panthers traded for him or, dra- or took him last year and signed him. We knew who he was. So all that I saw this past off this past season did not surprise me. All the people who were mad as hell every Sunday about all oh, the Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater's not clutch, can't get down the field and score in, at the end of the game. Didn't want to ever blame Joe Brady. Didn't want to ever blame 
the offensive line, they just want to blame it all on Bridgewater. Which, okay, he's a quarterback. You got to eventually go down there and do it. He didn't do it. So that's an issue. It's just, to me, if we're really going to look at someone to blame for Teddy Bridgewater being the starter and for the Panthers having to pay him $7 million this year to not be on their roster, blame Matt Rule. Blame Joe Brady. They're the ones who brought him here to Carolina. And I've brought this up before. When we're looking at quarterbacks here, what makes you believe they can evaluate a quarterback? Seriously. We knew Teddy Bridgewater wasn't that good. We knew he wasn't a franchise guy, but they still gave him that money and they still rolled with him. They could have rolled it to the bottom of Will Greer or PJ Walker if they would have kept Kyle Allen. And they could have gotten Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson. Instead, they might miss out on all the quarterbacks entirely if they sit there at eight. So a level of blame has to be placed on Matt Rule and Joe Brady. You can place it on Marty Herney as well since he was a general manager, but it was Evan Cooper who, when talking to, to uh, Joe Person the Athletic, said back when they were at Baylor, he said to Matt Rule, when we ever get to the NFL, Teddy Bridgewater needs to be our quarterback. And he signed off on that. So a level of blame needs to be placed on Matt Rule and Joe Brady for bringing in this guy to run Brady's offense and for him not to excel the way that they wanted him to. Seriously, it's not just all on the quarterback. It's also on the folks who decided to give him the money. And they're lucky after throwing dirt on his name all offseason that they even got a six-round pick. Because Denver didn't have to do that. They did Carolina a favor, really. And he did Carolina a favor by taking a pay cut. He could have sat here and they could have tried to cut him and he would still got his money. Seriously. Matt Rule, he put the Panthers in a situation to where they had to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater in this manner. He's the one who signed up for Teddy Bridgewater when they could have been garbage last year and potentially got the golden locks down there in Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. Instead, he's going to have a freaking mansion on Amelia Island outside of Jacksonville instead of posted up right here in Myers Park. I'll also say this. Now there's a big decision to be made. Justin Fields at eight still. We're having the conversation one final time. I'll entertain it one final time. We're having the conversation. Because now it's Sam Darnold, Will Greer, P.J. Walker. You feel good about that quarterback room? Seriously, do you feel good about that quarterback room? Do you? The way Sam Darnold played in New York. The fact that he's never been able to play a full 16-game season. You believe P.J. Walker's going to go in there and win a game for you? He did against Detroit. Lions are garbage. Team didn't score. That was a defense's win. Two picks in that game. Both in the red zone. That's your guy? Will Greer? Come on. They got to figure out the quarterback room outside of Sam Darnold. Like, he's the guy right now, but it makes a lot. It, it, it makes even more sense now that they want to get a quarterback at eight. I've never been really a fan of it, but I, I could sign up for it more because I definitely don't trust Sam Darnold. Sure as hell don't trust P.J. Walker or Will Greer. So, interesting situation. Going to get to your mailbag questions one final time before making my final plea for Panay Sewell. Even though, you know, the quarterback thing is now starting a little, kind of, starting to, starting to look good to me. Okay, so we'll get, on, get to that in just a moment. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades. No picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. 
Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. You can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com backslash locked on NFL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T.com slash locked on NFL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL and get started today. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, no Friday mailbag, but we are going to do one right here on Thursday leading up to tonight's first round of the NFL Draft. And if you heard me on the last show, you could tell I'm exasperated. I am so sick and tired of talking about the draft. But I'm happy that we finally have it because we can finally figure out what's going to happen at 8. Are they going to trade back? Are they going to stay there? And that's the thing that's made it interesting, at least the Carolina Panthers. Now, I told you, I mean, I've run out of, I've run out of takes, man. The, I empty the clip. It's gone. I got nothing else to say. But the, the well is dry. I don't have the talents of Bucky Brooks to say, let's graduate Lamar Jackson. That man's crazy. North Carolina native, though. Tar Heel. Go Heels. But I can't do that. Like, I can't. I'm done. But I'll do it one last time for y'all because it is draft day. It is the first round, and we finally get to figure out who's going to be here for the Carolina Panthers next season and who could help potentially change this organization. So starting off with JRV, who's got two questions for me, one personal and one Panthers. Let's start with the Panthers question. We were 19th in field goal percentage in the league last season, 80% success rate. Do we stay with Sly or bring in competition? Well, if you're asking about competition like via the draft, that's not going to happen. They've already brought in competition in Matt Amendola, former of Oklahoma State. Dude was like jacked. If you saw him on Instagram, it was like, oh, man, this is uh, the guy they told you not to worry about. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, I think Joey Sly, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I, that's one of the things I brought up before even doing this podcast on Twitter and like back when I was on WFNZ, when there was kind of the controversy of whether it would be Sly or Graham Gano and Gano had the injury and all that. I just felt that Graham Gano had proven himself in this league that he was a Pro Bowl kicker and he's a good kicker. And you saw last year in New York, which he got a new contract for how well he kicked the ball, where he barely missed any. We missed like one or two field goals last season with the Giants. Like he's a better kicker than Joey Sly. Joey Sly might have a great story. He might have a big leg and all that, but he's not accurate, especially from long distances. And last season, Matt Rule tried him out there for comically long field goals. That no one in NFL history had even hit. And this guy certainly wasn't going to hit it either. They had the, the really close, the heartbreaker. I get it in New Orleans. But still, you would have been better off trying to throw the ball on like 4th and 19 than 
trying to kick that field goal. And you can blame Teddy if you want. The offensive line didn't do anything to help, and no one was open immediately. So, yeah, Sly, they got a, they're already brought in competition. Is Amendola going to be any better than Joey Sly? I doubt it. I still feel like that's going to be a weakness for the Carolina Panthers. That's something we haven't really talked about. That special teams, in terms of the kicking game, probably not that a strength for this team. And probably among the bottom third in the league going into 2021. And the personal question was, I know I went to Elon. He said, were you a fighting Christian or a Phoenix at Elon? I went to Lenore Ryan in the mid-90s, and Elon was in our conference. They used to be fighting Christians. Anyways, have a good week. Thank you. You have a good week, too. I was a uh, Phoenix since uh, they became Phoenix in 2001, once we became D1. But I'm always going to be a fighting Christian at heart. All right, next question. Percy asks, Julian, do you believe there is any rationale to swinging for the quarterback fences philosophy that I have been hearing? I'm referencing Fitterer being from Seattle in 2013. They picked Russell Wilson up. They had already signed Matt Flynn to a monster deal at the time, picked up Tavares Jackson, and I believe they had Whitehurst on the roster too. <laughs> Clipboard Jesus. Uh, do you think that is the kind of what they want to do here in the Queen City? Now, that's a good point. We've talked about Scott Fitterer and what his – you know, roll back in Seattle and having been there with John Snyder and being in the organization for how long, how it would factor in him potentially wanting to trade back. But that is a good point you bring up there. I guess the only thing I would say, like, yes, Seattle made a much larger commitment to Matt Flynn than what the Carolina Panthers have made to Sam Darnold, where they traded away six, which they've already gotten back, which they got back on Wednesday with a trade to Teddy Bridgewater going to Denver. And then you talk about the second and fourth rounder, which they could potentially get back at some point in this draft. They And they haven't picked up his fifth-year option. Like, they might have only given up a... Second and fourth, at the time being, they've only given him a second and fourth round pick, and they've given him $4.4 million this year. That's it. That's the only commitment so far. So, if anything, like it's, it's a way less of a commitment than what Seattle did. I don't think Seattle ever thought Russell Wilson was going to turn into the franchise. I think it's a little different in terms of, like, if they draft a quarterback at eight, like if it's Justin Fields, like that becomes your franchise right there. I don't think they expected Russell Wilson when they drafted him to end up being what he's on the Hall of Fame trajectory that he's he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. They didn't think he was going to win a Super Bowl with, there in Seattle. Like that was mainly the defense and guys like Beast Mo, Marshawn Lynch. So yeah, that's a good point. I, I like I understand if I'm not a huge Sam Donald fan. So if they draft Justin Fields, like I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm going to question who's going to protect him, considering what they have at left tackle right now. Maybe. I don't know if you're stock. I mean, because like Tavares Jackson, like he's throwing a playoff game. I mean, he's not. I mean, come on. And Charlie Whitehurst, like Will Greer and PJ Walker are probably lesser than Tavares Jackson and Charlie Whitehurst and Matt Flynn. Like the quarterback room here right now is not good, in my opinion. Sam Darnold could turn out to be awesome, but right now, I've just I don't see it right now with this quarterback room. All right, next question, Senor Fantastico. Love that name. Is Justin Fields at eight a real possibility, or is it just draft chatter for a trade down? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think there's a lot that's real. I mean, from what people I've talked to, uh, David Tepper is very interested. Like he's intrigued. Like they they like him a lot, and they have not committed again to Sam Darnold. So I think it is a real possibility. Seriously, like if they draft him, I'm not gonna be shocked by it at all. It just depends on if a team like New England wants to give you a ton of picks. If they want to give you another first rounder next year and then potentially Stephon Gilmore, you could look at it as like, okay, well, we got a first rounder. So if things don't work out this year, we at least we got a first rounder next season. And who, I mean, are we, we don't know how good New England's going to be this year. I expect that they'll be a lot better than they were last year, whether Cam Newton's starting for them or their rookie and getting those defensive pieces back and what they did in free agency. Like, I think they're going to be a, a playoff team probably. So how good is that first rounder? But at least it's, it's trade, it's capital. You're going to have two first rounders in 2022, which you could use to move up, need be. 
So, yeah, I think it's a real possibility they take Justin Fields. Um, it could also just be smoke, and they want to trade back. They want to have the illusion that they want to take Justin Fields, but instead, they actually really want to trade back, which I think that's what they really want to do is trade back. Uh, Matt from Greensboro, former uh, W, I think he probably still goes in WFNZ. I don't listen to that station anymore, but I'm sure, uh, but that's him. Uh, Matt says, if Fields falls eight, do you take them, trade back, or just pick another player? Prediction on what actually happens, not what should happen. What actually happens, um, if he's there, I mean, if he falls eight, it depends on who's on the board. I, I, I expect them to trade back. That's what I expect. So I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. Like right now, like I think they're going to trade back. That's my opinion. Um, wouldn't be mad, but I, I think that they'll trade back or likely pick another. Actually, I'd probably say trade back or take Fields. But I'm going to say trade back is what they're going to do in that situation. You might not like it, but I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, Gary asked if Fields, if Fields not there and a quarterback Patriots want is trade back 15 Gilmore and a pick next year. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, definitely. If Fields is gone and the Patriots like want McCorkle or Trey Lance who neither one of those guys the Panthers really are enamored by, you absolutely trade back, get Stephon Gilmore, and get another pick for next year. Especially, it's going to be a first-rounder, in my opinion, if you're coming up to get a quarterback. You're not coming up for anything less than a first-rounder next year. You could potentially pick up a second and fourth from what you traded away for Darnold. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Alex asks, if the Panthers, if the Patriots, rather, trade happens, do you think Derisaw, Christian Derisaw, from... Uh, Virginia Tech or Alex Leatherwood are legitimate options at 15, or is that too much of a reach to try to fill a left tackle? I don't. I think Darius actually makes a lot of sense there. Leatherwood, I've seen more as a late first rounder, early second round guy. I would take Darius, and I'll say this about Darius. I know if anyone like doesn't like to pick, they're gonna start putting out the video of Brian Burns going around him. That was Darius's first game as a true freshman starter on the road in Tallahassee against Florida State. That's the that's what they showed all throughout a couple years ago when Brian Burns was go, was going was getting drafted in the first round, obviously, to Carolina. They showed that clip a million times, which they should not have shown that clip because it wasn't anything impressive at all. He was going by a true freshman playing his first game in front of 80,000 people on a Monday night on Labor Day, crapping himself. So, like, I don't want to... I don't want to hear any like negative stuff about Derisaw if that's the draft, if, if you show me that. But I don't think that would actually be a reach. I think that'd be just fine, and actually I'd be kind of happy about that, especially consider they need to get a left tackle. Um, final question. Didn't I forgot to write down a name for this one, but what position slash players are you hoping to target on day two and three? Uh, day two, I brought this up before. I like safety. Richie Grant out of UCF, they love him. Day three, Noah Gray, a tight end out of Duke, I think would really work out a lot. I've also seen people bring up uh, Hunter Long, tight end out of Boston College. He's more of a pass-catching guy, not more, not much of a blocker. I think Noah Gray gives you more of a package. I thought he was one of the best tight ends in the ACC, if not the best. I like that. Um, God, I, I, I love the dude from Alabama, Landon Dickerson. He's coming off a knee injury, though. That's, that's the only thing that's concerning. But he has that positional flexibility where he can play center or guard. Uh, wide receiver. Daz Newsom from North Carolina is a guy I think is going to be a player. I think he's going. He's he didn't opt out, and I, I think it's fine for guys to opt out. Do what's best for you and your family. But Daz Newsom said, "I'm not opting out of the Orange Bowl of North Carolina because I'm, I'm a I'm, I, what I do is play a ball. That's what I do. That's what I know. All I know is ball. And the fact that he did that, like I would be in love with that dude coming here to Carolina for sure. So that's what I'm looking at as well. So those are your mailbag questions. We'll get back to Friday starting next week. Coming up next, my final final plea." For the Carolina Panthers to take an offensive lineman. And also what I think that they will do in this year's draft. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on and a Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts. Your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So I promised y'all, I don't man my word, I promised y'all, that the Carolina Panthers took a left tackle, especially if they took a Penesul, I would never say the word left tackle again on this podcast or any Panthers, anything. On Twitter, would never say it again. And I promise you I will never say it again. This is my final plea for the Carolina Panthers. We have had the watch... Greg Little. We've had to watch Trent Scott. We've had to watch Mike Rimmers. Matt Khalil. Marshall Newhouse. Chris Clark. We've had to watch Byron Bell. Nate Chandler. All since Jordan Gross retired. I cannot stomach it any longer. You have Sam Darnold on this roster. No, I'm not a believer. But there's a lot of people out there who loved it, including people who are listening to this show right now, including people in this great city of Charlotte, North Carolina, including a lot of people in the national media who love the trade for Sam Darnold and see the pieces that they have around him offensively. What they don't have around Sam Darnold offensively is a left tackle. So, please, I'm begging you, please, for the love of God. Just protect your quarterback. Seriously. If you're going to get a quarterback at eight, okay, fine. But please trade back in and get somebody. Get Slater. Give up whatever it takes. I don't care anymore. I cannot watch this team put a quarterback back there and get pummeled. It is a line of scrimmage league. You have to have great defensive ends and guys who can pass, who can rush the passer, and you do have great tackles. You have a great tackle on the right side in Taylor Moten. He's not a left tackle, though. We tried that. That's not where he's at. He's a right tackle. You have him. Book in that offensive line by getting a left tackle. If Penesul was there, I beg you, please, God, the Panthers, do something and please draft him. If Slater is there and you like him, take him. If you trade back to 15 and you like Slater or you like... Oh, if a Vera, if a Vera Tucker from USC, if you see him as a left tackle, take him, take somebody, 
who's going to be able to protect our quarterback. Whether it's going to be Darnold for the future or someone else, find that left tackle. Find that 10-year pro. I cannot watch this anymore. Seriously, I beg you. I'm on my knees, literally, doing this podcast, begging you. So that's it. That's it. My final plea. If they do it, and they get Panay Sewell, I'll probably... I'm not going to cry. That's ridiculous. But I might shed a tear. Or two. Or a hundred. But hey, that's it. If they do it, you never hear from me again about it. But what I think the Carolina Panthers are going to do... I do think Carolina's going to trade back. I think this field stuff, I think it's real. But I think it's more smoke than fire. I do think that they want to coerce a team like New England. Maybe even Washington, which I don't really love trading back to 19. But I think they want to coerce a team to get desperate and to move up and take him. I do think that's going to happen, that they're going to trade out of 8. I think they'll stay within that top 16. Because again, Scott Fitter said on Friday that they only have 16 first-round grades. I don't think they're going to risk getting past 16. Even if it's 19 to Washington, I don't think they're going to risk it. And I believe they're going to take a corner. And the corner I think they're going to take is J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. I think Sertan will be gone. Um, I think Farley might even be gone from the talks that there's a team. I mean, Philadelphia could want him. There are talks that the Saints want to trade up, potentially get him. And the Tennessee, sitting at 22, they might want him. And they might feel like they need to trade up, especially here at Carolina likes him. I think, if, I think they're going to trade back. And I think the pick will be a corner. And I think that corner will be J.C. Horn. If not J.C. Horn, it'll be Caleb Farley. But I think it'll be those two guys, one of the two. And I think J.C. Horn will be a Carolina Panther when we are talking again on Friday morning. That's what I think is going to happen tonight in the NFL draft. I'm happy it's finally here. I'm happy I don't have to talk about what's going to happen potentially in the first round 2021 NFL draft. And I'm happy to talk about what's going to happen in the second, third rounds with those targets. And also get your reaction on Twitter. Again, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council to the draft pick and what the Carolina Panthers do, whether they stay or trade back. Also, what you want them to do in the second, third round on Friday evening. I'll be around. Definitely talk about that. Check out all of our action that we have going on with the Lockdown Podcast Network, especially the NFL stuff. We're teaming up the Draft Network. A lot of good stuff going on, guys. Like, seriously. Like, check it out. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, our draft coverage is ridiculous. Like, tonight, like, we're doing live coverage. And all week, all week, man, we're doing live coverage. You can get insight from the analysis from Locked In and all the Locked On experts and the draft networks, national experts, and guys who also do podcasts on the Locked On Network. Make sure to subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage on the NFL Draft April 29th tonight through May 1st. And then two days later, going to find out whether uh, – Fifth year options get up get a exercise or not. So appreciate y'all. That wraps up another edition of Locked On Panthers Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple. Check us out on Spotify, on Google Podcast, on Stitcher, on Odyssey, and pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. I love y'all. The draft is finally here. Thank you, Jesus. I'll talk to you tomorrow as we talk about the Carolina Panthers first round pick. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.